highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you. Isn't it amazing that the issues we had in the 60s with people killing us, now we're killing us, and we're not saying anything about it. Had white people come through Milwaukee and started killing black people, the world would have stopped on its axis because so many people would have shown up to defend the neighborhood. But yet crime is literally out of control. And we're talking about it? It's an issue? What is your plan? What's the secret? Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Milwaukee, like many other major cities in the United States, has some issues that we have to work on. And that's no secret. And I've been talking about those issues over the course of my campaign for mayor. You're joking, right? Talking about it? Where's the plan? We keep talking about plans, talking about strategies. Where is the plan? What are we doing? Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. It's decimating the black community. Yeah, because y'all don't eat right. So when you get sick because you don't eat right because you're overweight and nobody tells you because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because we live in a world now where if you hurt somebody's feelings, you might get arrested. It's ridiculous. Idiotic. If you know you're not supposed to have certain things because you have diabetes, don't eat it. Oh, but it tastes so good. Okay. Tell that to your children and your grandchildren who won't see you because you decided to eat. Doesn't make any sense to me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your her, your horse. I'm your horse. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. Anyway, uh, she has no reference of what the heck that is or what it is or what we're doing. Or, Well, hang, hang on a second. Excuse me. Hello. How are you? I'm on the air and I'm talking to you. So I thought I'd answer the phone because I was just starting my second hour and then you called me. So I'll have to call you back when I'm done. Bye. <laughs> She's laughing now. 833 Hey, you got to roll and be authentic, right? 833-212-1017 is the number. So I got a question. I guess the only person I can ask is the, I'm sorry, Noni the Juice. You like that? Noni the Juice? Have you ever heard of revenge travel? No? It's people who want to make up for lost time. So they just like travel everywhere. Like lose their mind. Travel is up. 211% to three places. Hawaii, Florida, and Mexico. 211%. So however many people usually go, over twice as many go. They're suggesting that you take it somewhere else. I don't know where somewhere else is. I would go to like Toronto because I like Toronto. I appreciate it. 833-212-1017 is the number. In the prior hour, we were talking about fentanyl and talking about uh, why people, you know, fentanyl strips that used to be. Talking text line said fentanyl strips that used to be illegal are now legal. So, you know, 
Now it's okay. I wonder why. Hmm. People probably don't look like me. Winky Blue, you're on the new 1017 of Truth. What's up, man? Now it's okay. I wonder why. Winky Blue, turn your radio down. Can you hear me? Now I can. Yeah, I'm getting away from all of that noise, man. I'm getting away from that. It's you, but you're the one causing it. (laughs) What's going on? You're so right on a lot of fronts. But let me share this with you, Dr. Ken. Yes, sir. Uh, Donald Trump, under his administration, when the opioids got addressed, they came up with a thing called restoring lives. Now, restoring lives is the one that uh, took that particular uh, legislation that you talked about with Scott Walker's called the um, uh, Good Samaritan Act. You right. can actually bring somebody in. And, right. and, uh, and then, but then I know somebody that took somebody in down there on 20, 23rd and Burleigh, and they got arrested for a few minutes, uh, and they was trying to save a life. But the Donald Trump administration, has, they set up something called the Restoring Lives. And see, the problem is, is that us black folk, we don't get that information of what we can benefit ourselves from right. on the Restoring Lives Act, because nobody's going to tell you that in a, in a, in a liberal uh, uh, stronghold. Ain't nobody finna broadcast that. There's a lot of information out there. You see those test strips that they got out? They were illegal in our state. Uh, up until this, uh, not too long ago, and then they made them legal. Uh, but, but remember something. Most of all of that dope has some hint of fentanyl in it. Now, what we have to look at, Dr. Ken, is that a lot of these people that are ODing in our county are from Waukesha, are, is from Ozaki, is from West Bend. You know, they, they come here and they die, and we get the high numbers, okay? Same thing with COVID. This COVID-19 thing, when it first came out with the pneumonia deal, and there were people that were actually dying from the uh, the congested lungs and uh, all of that kind of stuff. There were people actually dying here. But they weren't from Milwaukee County. They were coming from other counties, but when they de- coming to use our facilities, and I preached about this for a while on the radio, and it was proof. I even had the coroner come in uh, and talk about it. The thing is, is that they, they die in our county. <clears throat> Excuse me. They die in our county, man. And guess what happens? We get the numbers. So they come from Waukesha. They come from Ozaki. They come from Dane. They come from uh, uh, Jefferson. And they come down here, and they're kicking it, and they die. And then for a lot of people, if you got users in your family, let me give y'all some good game, okay? A lot of times, a user will get some drugs, and he'll toot the dope or shoot the dope, mostly shoot the dope. And he doesn't get the same effect that he's normally getting from the load that he usually bang himself with. So he go in again. Now, when he go in again, he just killed himself. Okay. Because the dope ain't no good. The dope is, the dope ain't, ain't really fired. So he looking for that fire, that, that bam, you know, taste and smell right away. He want to feel that. He want to taste that. He want to smell that. And guess what? It's not there right away. So he figured this dope ain't nothing. Let me hit myself again. And when he do that, he just killed himself. Okay? So if you got any people that are into that old nasty lifestyle, if they shoot themselves or whatever they do and they don't get the effect that they usually get, right. they should either wait it out, put that to the side, and wait the duration. And then if they're going to go back in, which is I wouldn't suggest going back in, well, but well, you can't tell a junkie uh, that. Well, why not? Why not, why not just not do it and not give information that will cause people to? That's the whole to, thing, Doctor Ken. Right. But, but then, Ken. but then you're you're telling people 
the preferred way to go in and do drugs. No, I'm not, Dr. Kim. I'm and trying I'm, to tell a person I'm, how to live again. And so unfortunately, he, so he cannot get off of it. And unfortunately, we got people saying, that's right, Winky. You're right. Okay, well, let me say this to you then. If, if, if the junkie ain't going to stop shooting it, I might as well try to keep him alive until he can get off of it and let the miracle happen. Well, I'm not saying no, don't keep him alive. That's not what I'm saying. Him or her alive. I just gave him some game to stay alive, Dr. Ken. Where we going to put jail in there? Where we going to make you a captive audience? when he can't. Hold on. Jail going to happen when he get up in the morning sick and he got the flu all his life and his nose is running and he's going to go make something happen. It's too late. Well, that's when jail happens. It's too late. I think I think well, jail needs to happen when you get or when you get caught or arrested with the drugs, and that's it. And then we give you treatment. If you want treatment, that's what we're gonna give you treatment. Go through drug court. But and that go was get hold treatment. on. That, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing with the crime bill with Bill Clinton. Because no, remember, no, no the because there was never years. drug court and there was never any help. You went oh, no. straight to jail for smoking crack because somebody said all you got to do is smoke one pull of crack and you're addicted. And it was true, but, but then when you stop smoking crack, listen. But then when you stop smoking crack, you can you can get your life back. So I'm saying treatment after you're arrested. But, but let's can. have people that's go exactly to jail. Stop what the these. Drug bill. That's what the crime bill was, uh, man. They didn't treat we didn't treat nobody We can't afford to send you to St. Vincent. D- I mean, send you to DePaul to get some drug edu- some uh, drug treatment at DePaul. Remember DePaul and the Vet Place Central and all of those places? Remember those places? Milwaukee uh, First Hospital, uh, the county hospital. We could right. all get some help. Remember that? Right. Okay. That, bill Clinton came in. And got rid of all of that. Remember, you could be on SSI if you were deemed an alcoholic Correct. or a drug addict. Matter of fact, that's what got you on disease. SSI. That's what got you on SSI. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Because it was deemed an incurable disease. Right. Now, Bill Clinton came in and said, skip that. We got something for all of them white, the, the white trash and the pro niggas. We finna do them. We're going to put them in jail. We're going to give them some real treatment. A lot of people went to jail, didn't even have a drug bag. They, they wasn't even making money, but they got caught with the paraphernalia. But then the guy at the corner store that's selling me the paraphernalia, he didn't go to jail. Okay? Well, but, but guess was it what? the paraphernalia? I came out Hang the store with my little mix and Wanky. my little scale and Wanky. I went to jail. Take a deep breath, Winky. Take a deep breath. Take a breathe. Um, but some of the stuff that was in the store wasn't initially sold as paraphernalia. It was sold and used as paraphernalia and all those things. But And all those people in that whole connection should have been arrested and processed and helped figure out whether or not they should be in jail or not. Because at some point, we have to help people. But a crime is a crime. We can't cherry pick if you're in the suburbs and start giving you fentanyl strips and helping you and having task forces. But y'all not doing that in Milwaukee. It didn't become a help. It didn't become an issue until white people in the wild counties started dying and getting overdosed and dropped off at mama's house, rolled out the car, dead or turning blue with no Narcan. Then it became an issue. But when people, but it was happening to people that didn't look like them, it was not a big deal. I'm gonna take one more quick call because I know she's gonna be fast. Miss Mina, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. You got about a minute. Hey, Dr. Ken. Um, I, How are you? I, just, 
<laughs> I am good. Um, so yeah, I was just thinking about what you were saying about it did become an issue, you know, uh, until you know the drug uh, situation is affecting some of the suburbs. Like you're right about that because my daughter, and I'm not going to mention, she went to school in high school. Um, and I remember that was a while ago, and she was coming home telling me sophomore year about pill parties, mm-hmm. where they were okay, baby. They were from my primarily, you know, at the time the school was primarily Caucasian, right. and that was what was in. Now it was, you know, I guess it wasn't, you know, a problem then. But of course, you know that leads to other things. So I agree with you that it's that. Hold on, baby. Okay. That, okay. Okay. That it wasn't. Um, hold on, baby. Here you go. That it wasn't a problem, you know, until it, you know, it, it should be a right. problem. Period. But yeah, it, it got teenagers, you know, are now adults now, and some of them probably were at those pill parties. So I agree that you know now that it's a problem. There. Uh, All right. Know. Thank you much. I appreciate it, Mina. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Your thoughts about this whole drug overdose working with the suburb but only reporting the negative in the city we got sandra holding on along with emmett and you 833-212-1017 we're live from the american family insurance studio at radio city you're listening to truth in the afternoon more of the truth in the afternoon with dr ken harrison is next on 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017thetruth.com You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Election day is Tuesday, August 9th, and the truth wants you to get out and vote. As soon as the polls close on election night, be sure to tune in to 1017 The Truth for our decision. Wisconsin election night coverage starting at 8 o'clock p.m. Sherwin V. Hughes and 620 WTMJ's John McCure will keep you up to date on the results, and we'll have... Field reporters live from the candidates' election night headquarters. Again, that's 1017 The Truth, the WTMJ decision, Wisconsin election night coverage on Tuesday, August 9th, starting at 8 o'clock p.m. WTMJ's John McCure and Sherwin V. Hughes. Also, want to say thank you to Northwestern Mutual for being a founding partner of the new 1017 The Truth. We're proud to be supported by National Leader in Financial Services, which has been helping families and businesses achieve financial security for over 160 years. Make sure you download the 1017 The Truth app. Listen to our monthly financial literacy interviews at Northwestern with Northwestern Mutual with Sherwin V. Hughes and Dr. Kenneth V. Harris right here on the new 101. Seven, the truth. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Sandra, you're on the new one zero one seven. The truth. Hi, Doctor Ken. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? And and by the way, I'm I went through that box of um, I went through that box of um, Books. comics, and I have to bring something mm-hmm. back because you left something in the box. You left a picture in the box. Was it of me? It's. I think it's of your son. Oh. When he was graduating. Hmm, a, a young picture? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I can come get it. I'll, I'll. You can leave it at the desk. Okay. Uh-huh. Leave it at the desk with the, uh, the clerk. Yes, the ma'am. Desk. Yes, ma'am. All and right. I'll pick it up. Yeah. 
because I didn't really fan through it that much. <laughs> but uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe uh, I don't know which word it is. If it's the word I told you about, maybe uh, I don't know. Keep it. <laughs> Keep <my> son, <laughs> I ain't going to be okay. that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so you um, called in to say? Yeah, but uh, I was just listening, and then, and then I was listening the other day when you were speaking about the grids, and you were speaking about the health care. And, I mean, you've been real busy. I mean, you've been hitting a lot of topics. And then today is the other uh, drugs. And, um, no, I was just thinking about uh, when you were speaking of the drugs and how uh, the opioids are uh, really killing the people on the outskirts here. And then uh, we always get the blame. We always get the negative side of everything. Because right. even when the little slender girl, the killing of the slender girl, first thing they said was Milwaukee. As soon as I picked up the Tribune. Milwaukee. It was a, a stabbing in Milwaukee. It's Linda Girl stuff. And that happened in Waukesha. They won't never tell the truth. You know, up front, they'll put it all on Milwaukee. But anyway, you were speaking of the drugs. And then, so I, I don't know a whole lot, but I have experienced that too. Not me, just uh, a family thing. Okay. And, uh, and it was like uh, the cocaine and um, alcohol mixed together. And they said, from what I read on it, they said it is, it is detrimental to your health, and it, and, it, and it's worse on a woman than it is a man. And then uh, and, and then I looked it up, and then at that time they called it liquid lady. The two combined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, I, this stuff is real serious. And then they run around with this uh, skunk stuff. This stuff stink. I don't know. <laughs> they, I, I think they get a ticket for it. But as soon as they open the window door or fill up the car with gas, yeah. you can just smell it before they even let the window down. I said, what's wrong with these people? Hey. I guess some of them want to go to jail. And then, you know, I tell you, I look at it. You know, I see the people coming through here, and they're all messed up. And um, and I just, I just feel so bad. I hate to see the woman. You know, when the women are messed up like that. It is sad when you come to that part, but uh, yeah, isn't it I, I, isn't I it sad when men are messed up too? Very sad. Oh, okay. But, you know, I don't know. Me being a woman, we always what does that mean? Doing the nurse, what does that mean? Why do why well, women always the get children. the extra extra sensitive? <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. You got to remember, Doctor Kent. I'm from an era where the dad was at work and my mom stayed at home. I understand. So that's the part of it. Cause okay. He worked two jobs, so he was never there. Yes, ma'am. So that's the era I come from. Yes, so, ma'am. Um, it ain't like the father didn't care, because when he was, he took us to church. He took us to uh, uh, out there uh, to the fairs and mm-hmm. stuff. They had fairs, uh, state fair, and then they had another one out in, can't remember, out there, somewhere out there, um, out west, kind of like. But he took us to a lot of stuff, church picnics, and he was superintendent of the church. So he did a lot of stuff, but my mom was the main responsible person. All right. But, um, I just wanted to just weigh in on it, and uh, I'll uh, come to the uh, front desk. All right, ma'am. All right. Okay, then. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 833-212-1017. Emmett, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm all right. How you doing, Doc? I'm good. I'm good. What's up? Man, where the fentanyl coming from, man? Beats me. It's, it ain't coming from Milwaukee because we don't make fentanyl. Exactly. So we got to figure out where it's coming from. Who 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 in charge of finding out where it's coming from? The Drug Enforcement Agency. It sounds like they're dropping the ball, Doc. Well, they only drop the ball here. They don't drop the ball. Well, they, they do what they do. They're short like everybody else. They got issues all over the country. 
but I, I think one of the issues I have is the the playing up of suburbs of of how terrible it is, but they never play it up in the city about how terrible it is. They just always blame the city. They blame people from coming. They think everything in a suburb that's bad comes from Milwaukee, and it just doesn't. You actually have bad people in suburbs. Well, what it is, man, I remember like back when I was a little bit younger and I was kind of out here ripping and running, man, they used to tell you it was certain judges that you didn't want to get if you ever got a case because their kids had ended up, you know, either ODing or ended up in some type of bad situation due to drugs. Mm -hmm. So they would give you a harsher sentence because they, you know, they could relate to what was going on. And um, I think that's that got a lot to do with it, man, because a lot of the media people and a lot of the judges and, you know, people in higher places in this city, you know, they they from the places where, the, you know, them 79, you know, overdoses occur. So they they familiar with the people that this happening to. It, it ain't too far removed from them where as far as in the city, they just look at it like, you know, it's a bunch of animals doing what animals doing, basically. Very true. All right. Thank you much, Emmett. I appreciate it, brother. Peace. 833-212-1017 is the number. Thomas, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? Hey, what's up, man? What's up? Um, I can't even remember what we were talking about, dude. <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, you held on. Okay, you, just, refresh? you just... Can you, can you refresh me real quick, please? I don't mean to be rude. I'm just trying to... You're talking about the DEA. So many, so many new subjects were brought up. Uh, something about white people judging each other. Oh yeah, like we we can never keep it real with each other. How you guys do with each other? Like you guys have stuff on the pro on your programs where you know if we we said that same thing you know to our own community, they would uh, not accept us. You know, really? Oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot of paranoia about like oh. You're ra- oh, he's racist. She's racist. There's a lot of paranoia. I'm like, your grandma's wondering, am I racist? You know, everyone's so scared to be racist that you can't even say anything. So do, do you think it's because they're just pretentious and they're trying to keep up appearances? It's a, like a tornado. There's a million things. Rain, wind, you know, who knows? But there's uh, really just most people look around and say, what do, who do I have to be to be liked right now? Really? You know, moves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, totally, dude. Well, we have that in the black black community, too. Yeah, people just think what they have to so they can continue to have people to listen to their thoughts. That's a different way to look at it. Wow. Well, how long have you been listening, Thomas? I listen to you guys all the time. You guys are interesting. Okay. What? But I mean, what makes us interesting? That you say what you really think. Thank you. So, what have we said yeah, that we really do. think about that that white friends of yours or white family well, of no, yours no, have not? not. It's not. It's, it's not you. Okay, it's not you so much as I. I, I think it's the Sherwin guy. I was. Uh, I listened. I listen all the time. But uh, well, there's one program where he comes up and he's just like, you know, he's extremely militantly pro-black and like if a white guy was like that he would be totally ousted totally not 
were not allowed to continue whatever he was. You know what I'm saying? But let me ask you a question. If you were around somebody that was white, that was totally militant white, would you correct them? I mean, I don't I don't think that it's that's what I'm saying is that it's okay to be pro black and it's not okay to be pro white. I don't think it's wrong to be pro if you're Hispanic, if you're black, if you're white. I think it's right now it's only wrong if you're the white guy. You know, brown pride said the Mexican, black pride said the black guy, white pride said the racist. That's we're in a we're under a a spell as white folks where we're scared. It has nothing to do with the mathematics. I mean, it does because the big picture is saying that, oh, we were mean before, so now we're nice, right? You know, that's what the white people are trying to be like, you know, but right. I don't I don't think it's more amoral for a white man to be pro white than a black man to be pro black. That's the whole that's the hypocrisy I'm pointing out. I agree and I'm with not that. Saying it's wrong. I don't I, I, I don't agree disagree with, with your program at all. You but know? here's the problem I have. White people have taken advantage of being that and listening to it from other people and not saying anything about it because they got benefit from it. And now the tables have changed. Well, I mean, benefits, white people came and conquered this nation. I think 90% of the deaths in most wars are white men. I mean, we've fought in blood to gain a thing and the white people now aren't willing to fight. Well, no, 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 no. You fought and gained something because you stole something that wasn't yours. That's completely different. No, if you conquer it, conquering is not stealing. You came to a country, uh, not not you personally, Tom, but white people came to a country and literally gave diseases to the indigenous people here, killed them, stole everything. All of their land, well, all of the, and and then said they discovered something where people already were. That's a little let me ask much. You this. Is it more? Is it more amoral for for Rome to conquer? Like Al- Albania across the sea from uh-huh. Italy used uh-huh. to be a Roman territory because they both look alike. Is that more amoral, or is it only amoral when one group doesn't look like the group it's conquering? They're both I mean, the amoral. Whole thing with They're this, both amoral. Well, yeah, but. But I think that it's a power play and it's a convenient one because the white people can't. Most white people are too scared to use any form of logic past. But oh, most white people, person, if you so. look in their families, have taken significant uh, positive um, outcomes from those things occurring. Of course, yeah, I'm not denying that. Yeah, it is. So you now know, it's but changed. That's war, that's civilization. No, no, I'm talking about war. I'm just talking about all through the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. Nobody lifted well, a finger. Nobody spoke up. Nobody on. said anything that was wrong. Now all of a sudden, it's out there. And as but isn't it only the right and wrong are? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I. But is it is there such when, thing as right and wrong, or is yes. there such thing as winning and losing? Yes, I but think when white black people, are people just losers right but now. When, but when black people get called out, they got called out, and they had to deal with it, right or wrong. Now that white people are getting called out for the things that were said, the things that were done, um, most of the time, the things that they didn't speak up about that were just morally wrong. And they let it happen. 
Yeah, I think I think what I'm pointing out is that a lot of times with white people, it's another white person that has the power over them and is taking away from them. Like, let's say if a guy gets called out for being racist, it's not as if his boss most of the time is a black guy. It's another white guy thinking, sorry, John, you got caught, you know, so now I got to pull the rug from under you. It's not like that guy really cares. He just doesn't want his face on TV, you know. And so I'm not saying I don't even think there's such a thing as like we're we're getting back at you. It's more like our own people are getting us because even the, the white people in power are scared to lose their power. So they'll side with anyone else. Right. But they only do it because high. they because they make benefit from it. They're not bothering exactly. to spend all this money yeah. in the black community because they love the black community. They're doing it because they don't want to get burned. They don't want to exactly. lose Exactly, and business. it's the same with these celebrities. These celebrities that just, they hate poor, racist white people. Oh, the Trump voters, this and that. You live in an all-white West L.A. neighborhood. You could care less about anyone else. I doubt that they've ever interacted with anyone else. Like, I'm from the inner city. I've lived around other people my whole life. And, you know, they'll throw... A, They'll be quick to throw a poor white man under the bus. That's what I'm saying. I don't think there's any racial loyalty in the white race. And I see, I do see racial loyalty between you guys. That's the reason I listen to your program, because I respect it. I'm not like, everyone needs to be the same. Like, we all need to. No, you guys know who you are. You're willing to fight for it. I respect that. And I wish we had some of that. That's all I'm saying. But how far does it go? Like, how far does a black person go because, un, until they become militant and start a, a race war? How far do we let white people go until they become militant and start a race war? Like, where, where does it end? Well, the, the thing is, is that there is no... Everything is subject to the economics, um, the system that you, you're in. This system is ever-changing. But I mean, we didn't create the system. What, That's part of the problem. We didn't, we didn't create no, we, the system, we and we don't have any... Yes, you did. White people created that system. No. It's benefited you no, the whole white, time. You should... Well, I mean... You should read a book. You should read a book by Dorothy Brown called... You should read a book by Dorothy Brown called White Wealth. And how the Internal Revenue Service and how rich white people sued to create the 1,500,000 pages we have right now that don't benefit black people. Yeah, I'm not denying that. I'm not saying anything about it's easier to be. I, I, I understand, you know, I'm not like saying, well, it's bad for me, too. Everyone's got it bad. It's worse to be black. I, I understand that. I'm not, I'm not pretending it's easier to be black. It's harder. I can look at that and I can understand that. But... You know, I, I just view I view society in a way where ultimately we are collections of families and groups that are engaged in hypothetical and sometimes real, you know, verbal and nonverbal warfare and where everyone is leveraging against everyone else to gain a better position. And I don't view that in terms of morality. I think it's very easy to pretend that you view things in a moral way. But most people, if they got rich wouldn't go around giving their money away to poor people. And it's a luxury to be, you know, saying a lot of people just pay lip service. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. You know, no, no, most, I don't view most people as good. The most groups are good. You know, the black group's not good because it's black. The white group's not bad because it's white. You know, it's just the politics of the current era are that it's not accepted to be a militant pro-white, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, 
it is to be black. And I, I don't think it's wrong to be militantly black or, you know, whatever it is. I like you guys' program. I, I respect it. It's cool. I appreciate you. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. This world's bigger than us, and we're just, you know, what can I do, man? I go to work. I'm mean, I respect everyone, regardless if they're black or, you know, white or whatever. But I do see the hypocrisy, you know, where it's like, to the to the to me to the to the common media elite, there is nothing worse than the poor white man, the poor white trash Trump voter. You know, so I see that. You know. All right. Well, thank you much. And I appreciate quick it. To say what they think about that guy. Okay, yes, man. They peace. are. Take care. Keep yeah. listening. Appreciate you, Thomas. Okay, man. Peace. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. Southside, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Dr. Ken, good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me. Yes. What can I do for you? Um, I'll be brief. Um, I believe it was Jefferson, uh, for the most part, our, our, our president Jefferson, that forecast that 200 or so years from now, an uprising uh, would be necessary, you know, to keep in check the powers that be, you know, because power uh, corrupts. The gentleman that you were previously talking to, you know, he reminds me of me a few months ago getting dialed into the channel and becoming educated. Okay. You know, about white privilege and things like that. You know, right. I, I, it really opened my eyes. I could tell you that. But I, I do think with all these situations and concerns and uh, situation circumstances coming, coming to, to a collide, if you will, and, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. You know, it, something, something big has got to happen to change the course of national policy because I, I, I just feel like we're headed towards something big, you know, with, with everything happening, you know, globally, something big has to change because it, it just seems like everybody's laying down and nothing's really getting done. But there's there's there are fires lit everywhere, and sooner or later, one of them is going to ignite big enough, and, and you know, it's going to spark change. The uh, the January sixth riots, I, I think that was an example of, of I don't want to say it, but you know, potential of something to come. Um, I don't know exactly why or what. I'm sitting there on pause, you know, listening, trying to figure out exactly what I was going to say, but I, I couldn't put words to it. But I, I feel like something big's coming, and it's not going to be a good thing. You know, and I feel like, you know, us, us as normal people, you know, we need to come together and, and you know, just put together a consensus, at least get together on something, and you know, and find something we can agree on so we don't keep this up because it's just petty. Yes, it is. We're all human beings. Yes, we are. All right. Well, thank you much, Southside. I know that that's, yeah, it's a big generality. All oh, right, yeah. man. Thank you for taking my call. All right. Take care. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
what I'm talking about now. Hey, we're live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. See, this was real music. Y'all don't know nothing about that. I know everything about that. They don't make music like that no more. Rhythm, everything's electronic now. Gotta listen to it on Spotify, on your phone. Remember when you wouldn't dare listen to something on a phone? I need stereo speakers. I need. Now we'll listen to. We'll watch TV on the phone. <sighs> Notice I said we because I do it too. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Interesting comments from uh, um, Southside Frank and others. You know, I was tooling around as I always do during the break, as I get towards the end of my show. And I got a question. Do women need to register for the draft? No. There hasn't been a military draft for decades, but military-aged men are still required to register to the Selective Service, which means they could be enlisted if there was a draft. And women have historically not been required to register. But there have been proposals to change that. Noni D. Juice, do you think women 18 to 25 should be required to sign up for the draft? No. Why? Because why should we? Why shouldn't y'all? Y'all want to be equal in everything else, be equal to go to war and die. Okay. Does that sound good? Stop it. No, seriously. You don't You don't think they should? I mean, I don't think it should be a requirement for anyone. Hmm? Okay. If you don't want to go, you don't want to go. If you want to go, you want to go. Well, you know, now you can't get a school loan. Unless you've signed up for the selective service. Did you know that? What? Yeah. Since when? Where you been? Oh, that's right. You're not a guy. You're not a guy. That's trash. When you register with the selective service, you're helping to ensure a secure future for your community and for the United States. While there is currently no draft, registration with the selective service is the most visible publicly visible program during peacetime that ensures operational readiness in a fair and equitable manner. If authorized by the president and Congress, our agency, the Selective Service, would rapidly provide personnel to the Department of Defense while at the same time providing an alternative service program for conscientious objectors. Federal law requires, got it, nearly all male U.S. citizens and Male immigrants, 18 to 25, to register with Selective Service. And if you're 26 and older, it's not too late. If you fail to register by 26 and are seeking benefits associated with Selective Service registration, click below. And so really, what it comes down to is, I mean, in order basically to get financial aid, if you didn't register, you, you ain't going to college. It's a lot of stuff you can't get. Talking text line, Derek said, yes, they should be drafted just like men. And I agree. If you want all the rights and privileges of men, then you should get everything we get that's negative to. And same thing goes for men. If they want rights that women have, they should go through the same crap women go through. 
Bet both of y'all change your mind. I know I would. I'd be like, mm-mm, I'm not doing that. But yeah, selective service. I, I think I think women should should be forced to do it. Yep. By the way, we got a monkeypox outbreak, right? We got one case in racing. Have we had any in Milwaukee? We have. Oh, yeah, you do the news, so you would know. Wow. I don't I'm 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 avoiding people. Like I'm not talking to people anymore. You know, like the glass we have up, I think I'm gonna build a suit like that and then I'm gonna walk around and I'm just not gonna talk to people. I'm gonna talk to people through plexiglass. <laughs> Southside Frank said Texting is way easier than calling in. However, I feel like sleazy or cheating the real, so I decide, okay, I'm going to call in. But I feel smarter when I text. Oh, stop. LT said, I don't think, hang on, let me click it. I don't think women should have to register for selective service. So, Noni Juice, you good. That's what LT said. I disagree. I think you should be signing up for it. That's what I think. As long as my daughters don't have to. 833 I'm a hypocrite. 833 We got a couple more minutes. Bob, what's going on with you? Hey, Dr. Ken. You know, you just, uh, I heard you on the radio this morning with two power two powerhouses today. But what I had to say was I got drafted and uh, my number came up. And I went over there, since you talked about the draft just a minute ago, and I went over there and they said, the draft is over with. The president died, so go back to school. And I'm wondering, what president? The only president I knew was... (laughs) I was wondering, what... They they sent me on back to school, you know? Wow. Isn't it? What president died? Do you know? Kennedy? That's the last one. Well, what? Well, he's the last one to be assassinated. He's the last president to be assassinated. Well, they said a, pre- a president died. Mm. Go back to school. Mm. And I'm just trying to. What year think. was that? I don't remember. What year was that, Bob? Uh, it was 72. Uh, yeah, 73. No longer than 73, no less than 72 to draft. Ended because I went up there. I got called. Okay. And they, they called me. Okay. Well, Dr. Kid, I seen two power. I heard two powerhouses today. Okay. You take care of yourself now. All right. And, uh, and, you, and you take care. <laughs> You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Thanks for calling, Bob. We're live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. That's right. We take it all the way up to the end. Want to take want to thank Carrie Noni for hanging in and producing a fabulous show, as always. Hey, remember you still got time to sign up for the Black Business Give Back, sponsored by One Hundred One Seven The Truth and Associated Bank. Got to be in business for a year. Have to be in Milwaukee County. Go to BlackBusinessGiveBack.com. If you're one of the ten chosen, you get two thousand dollars worth of commercial advertising on the Truth. Black Business Give Back is sponsored by. Associated Bank, member FDIC, and of course, the new 1017 The Truth. Tory Lowe shows up next.
I'll be rolling out of here. I'll see you in about 22 hours. We'll be right back here at 4 o'clock for more information, hollering, fighting, backbiting. No, I'm kidding. God bless. Take care. Have a great day. Have a great evening. I'm off to Netflix. Peace.